This podcast represents the individual opinions of Dr. Dimitri Bick, Dr. Stefan de Graff, and the guests. It should not be taken as medical advice or an establishment of standard of care. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements. Please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Please don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe, but more importantly leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Reviews not only help us grow listeners, but also help us grow as a show, improve our content, and make us better. Guys, how many topics is too topic is too many topics? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, if we if we go by history, we've been doing like two three segments at most, right? Yeah, yeah. We could do, like, and it can get lengthy. We could do like seven today, I think. <laughs> at least, I think at <laughs> least. <laughs> are, are you are, are you playing the Father's Day card and going rogue and doing a seven hour episode? If I was if I was doing the Father's Day thing, I probably wouldn't be here right now. I'd probably be downstairs <laughs> doing something else. But actually, you know what? If I was playing the Father's Day thing, I would be doing exactly what I'm doing right now. <laughs> so, well, so I am playing the Father's well, Day thing. I'm in here. It's completely quiet, and I've got the door shut. So I am well, doing the really Father's well. Day thing, which makes me a terrible father. But you know what? I am the only father in this group, so I am doing what I want. And I do like your this. thing as you should. And happy, happy Father's, Father's Day. Day. And my wife is going to listen to this. And yes, I, I said what I said and I stand by it. There you but go. We are, we are <laughs> going to do Father's Day things later. So, okay, whatever. Anyway, we've got ridiculous amount of topics. We're never going to get to all of these things. Just ridiculous. No. We'd be here all day. Yes, we would. Then you couldn't and do your Father's Day things. That's right. And um, I'm sure people would not want us to be here all day. No, no, not doing a four hour show. So what we did was we created a thing so that we can pick some things to talk about. What we created was something called a content device infinite Infinite. dice. And the reason that they are infinite is that they have an infinite amount of sides. And the reason is because (laughs) it's an app on the phone and you can just pick as many sides as you want and it'll create a random number. It's a random number generator, basically. I call Yahtzee. Sorry. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) (laughs) But it's 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 on dice. And if I can ever actually get it up, we will roll these infinite dice with... Uh, the number of sides and it will give us a number and we will pick the topic. But it just so happens that this infinite number of dice actually only has six sides this time. But in the future, when we have a, a, a bunch of topics, it can have as many as eight or 10 or 11 or weird numbers. But today it has six. So do one of you want to tell us the six topics on our dice today? One of them is working with injuries. Go ahead, Steph. The other one. Your favorite. Your favorite. Your favorite stuff. <laughs> that, you, you guys, you guys set me up. You guys set me up. The, the other one is talking about Jamorant, Skip and Little Wayne. 
I don't know how yes. these three names come get right. com be combined in one sentence, but that's a second topic. That's right. Number three is. Oh, we have a hater of parades who just wants to go see his horses. That's right. And then loves parades. Apparently, he, he, and he then also, loves parades. Yeah. And you also apparently hate his job. Right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yes. So it's, uh, it's, it's Jokic hating parades and then loving parades and um, job satisfaction. Number four is. Number four is we... unfortunately that is that uh, I, I, I hate saying this guy's name. Matthew, I don't know how to pronounce it, Desavio, bad news in Vegas, some shooting, stuff like that. You know, I, I hate mm -hmm. even the credit of, of, of saying the name, but unfortunately, that's something that we've been talking about a few times on these, on these podcasts, and we may have to talk about it again today. Yeah. 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 And number five is... Oh, Steph, you got to take this one. <laughs> oh, God. You guys really don't like me. <laughs> the, oh, he's your favorite. Come on. Is, the next topic would be Ja getting a sentence of 25 games. Um, a suspension. sentence? Oh, my a God. Sentence. A sentence. Ooh. Ooh. That's That's, that's a bit harsh. I oh think we goodness. should call it suspension. A suspension. I don't know. Sentence. It, it, oh, it felt, you know, it felt so long until we found out. It's like when you go to court, you get, you know, you get, you know, you get charged and you found guilty. There's a there's a oh lengthy period of time so the judge God. could find out your sentence. That's what it felt like. Oh, and number oh, six is? We have Tony Snell and autism. That's right. So six topics, and we are going to roll the content device infinite <laughs> dice. That only has six sides right now. That's right. It worked out. And here is the dice roll. Everybody <laughs> ready? Can't wait. I'm not. All right. Let's roll these dice. The number is five. Oh, of course. Oh, we have to start on this oh, note. It's number five. <laughs> of course. Of Your course. favorite stuff. It's number we are, five. We are episode number three on Jamoran. Okay. Is it three? I, I thought it was a bit more. Out of 13 episodes, that's number three on Jamoran. <laughs> it seems like you every what, episode. You know what it sounds like? Oh. Sounds like another Jamoran. Take it away, Steph. Well, what can I say that we have not said um, before? I think just for news purposes, uh, Adam Silver came after the N NBA final, right? He came out with a statement that John Morant will be suspended for 25 games um, immediately. That means he's not allowed to be involved with the team for um, summer camp, for you know, charity event, or any other affiliation with the NBA and the brand. And I've heard people trying to estimate how much that would cost them. You know, we, we probably don't know, but I forgot the numbers, but there's a few that, that implies that he's going to lose a few million dollars. I heard people say mm -hmm. 3.5 or they said 6.5. I don't know. The point is that he's not going to get paid at all for 25 um, games. Now, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know what's different from the last time. I really don't know. But to me, it feels like I've, I've seen that movie before. Um, he did issue a statement i'm gonna paraphrase basically i think i'll say that this statement felt more like you thought you felt genuine you felt like he actually wouldn't himself i hope so the last one that he had might have felt like he was written by an agent or or a representative of, of his but this one felt like i'm not saying it's gonna it felt com 
contrite, but it felt more down to his level. Um, Do you think he got a different writer? Maybe I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe yeah. people are sick of writing for him. <laughs> Maybe people <laughs> are sick of, of giving, you know, apologies for him. And now he has to Should we read himself. the statement? Sure, go for it. You, you're the special reader of the show. Oh, this is what, okay. what do you call it? The Give it Dimitri the emotion. Reads. Give it the emotion, <laughs> Dimitri. Dimitri reads. Dimitri reads. Yeah. I've had time to reflect and I realize how much hurt I've caused. I want to apologize to the NBA the Grizzlies, my teammates, and the city of Memphis, to Adam Silver, Zach Kleeman, and Robert Pera, who gave me the opportunity to be a professional athlete and have supported me. I'm sorry for the harm I've done. To the kids who look up to me, I'm sorry for failing you as a role model. I promise I'm going to be better. To all of my sponsors, I'm going to be a better representative of my brands. And to all of my fans, I'm going to make it up to you, I promise. I'm spending the off-season on my suspension continuing to work on my own mental health and decision-making. I'm also going to be training so that I'm ready to go when I can be back on the court. I know my teammates are going to hold it down, and I'm so sorry I won't be out there with you at the beginning of the season. I hope you'll give me the chance to prove to you over time I'm a better man than what I've been showing you. And that is coming from the whitest man you'll ever see, (laughs) reading John Morant's words. (laughs) <laughs> but do, 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 do you see what, what, what I'm saying? The, the the content, the wording feels like it's really? a high schooler writing it. Maybe may, maybe that's maybe that yeah may, maybe because he's a mm-hmm. as a kid, the wording sounds like you know he's in high school. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you know, which is fine. I, I'd rather I'd rather I'd rather I've had time sound to like he wrote it rather than like, that's not high school. That's not high that school. Sounds like a lawyer. Uh, but I promise you. But it's like it's like you, your kid did something again. He's like, I promise you, I won't do it again. It doesn't matter. Listen, regardless. Put it out. But regardless, obviously, he probably yeah. had help writing it, or at least proofing whatever he had, because he's a right. he's someone in the public. He is an NBA star. He's getting suspended. He has to show public face as well. So of course, he had some help with it. So whether he wrote it, and I was just being cynical, whether he had a new writer for it, but you know, those are the words. Whether they're sincere or not. We'll see how it goes. What we do know no, is I, in addition. Yeah, go ahead. No, 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 finish, finish, please. What we do know in addition to the 25 games, there were also certain conditions he had to meet. And those conditions weren't exactly spelled out in the announcement posted by the NBA. Right. And and, and I think now the, the NBA is still being a little bit, you know, uh, not too unveiling. I think now he has some obligation they kind of hinted that he has to do some community not community service but he has to log in some hours for in, in therapy maybe um i think he said more than the nba is said he actually though? mentioned mental health um now i don't know is no that is the nba did the not number of games you think it's fair uh i i don't know i mean to me it doesn't make a difference 25 to 30 maybe they see it as a, a dollar amount if it's a dollar amount, I mean, I don't know. Uh, if you ask me, that's a lot of money you're losing. Um, not not counting that you might lose your sponsors or or whatnot. But um, I don't know. I don't know. I I've never heard a the the longest suspension in sports. I've always been um when they do um doping okay. right well, when well, you cheat the game you when you do stimulants you do doping you you do you do um performance enhancing drugs. I've never seen actually, anything longer than wow. that. All right. Well, 
the two things that he's losing seven point six million dollars, which in the context of what he makes there you go. Is, mm-hmm. is not that much. Um, I I don't know what he makes. What um, it's still money. It's still money. I mean, it's still seven seven thirty three million dollars. A lot of money. It's, so you know. seven point six million dollars is not that much. Now, if you want to look at uh, mm-hmm. length of no, suspensions, you... let's let's look at how long his suspension is compared to the history of the NBA. He's not going to play the first. The first. He's going to. He's not going to play this year. He's probably going to play next yeah. year. I don't think there's going to be twenty five games in twenty twenty three for well, him to he's... play. You think I you're going to sit him? I mean, no, no. I'm I'm saying I haven't done the math, but I think. That might go over December. Well, it's it, it's twenty. I'm not sure the, the Grizzlies are playing 25. Oh, games you mean going from, into 2024? It's right, the season, right, though, is right. what we're talking about. Right. Even even if you look at it historically, all right, the the <laughs> longest suspension in NBA history was 86 games. It was Ron Artest when after the mm-hmm. the fight in Detroit. Okay, he was suspended for the, the rest ball. of the season right. plus whatever Detroit ended up playing in the playoffs, which is 13 games. So it was 73 games plus the playoff games. Okay, the next that's right. highest that's was right. Latrell Sprewell in in '97. Did you he after he yeah. choked his coach. Okay, after that, you're talking 50 games. Gilbert Arenas after the whole guns incident where you came out. Arenas, you know, he, he yes, incident, right. Which he also went along with Crittenden as well. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. They both and, got suspended, they both got suspended but, for the but same he incident. Got less games, I believe. And, and he got more. Uh, yeah. Crittenden Crittenden got got less. Next yeah. one is is got, got 38. Critton got 38. Then Stephen Jackson got mm-hmm. 30 for the same fight in uh, Detroit. Uh, Miles Bridges got 30 for domestic violence actually this year in April. Uh, Kermit Washington got 26 right. uh, after punching Rudy Tomjanovich in and um, it's <laughs> the. It says 1977, but that can't possibly be right. Uh, the article says 1977. And then you get to John Morant, 25. So you're talking the eighth highest. So relative so to history, no, it's not that much. I'm surprised. Now that you're mentioning all these facts, I'm surprised that maybe I've missed it, but I've never, I don't really saw that people comparing Gilbert Arena's gun incident with a John Morant gun incident. Yeah, right. You mm-hmm. know, Right, I mean, Gilbert got fifty something games, and I remember he had a gun in the, in the locker room. Maybe, it was in the locker the room, which brought, might be the difference. The gun, right, right. Maybe, maybe because he brought in place of work, might and, have been you know the difference in that case, which is him. which makes sense. And he made fun of him. Yes. Right. Yes, he did. Right. I, I'm just gonna. Uh, did you see that? So I think that came out yesterday or today. Drama, not him. Somebody. There's a video or a photo that linked from TMZ that. Right after May 14th incident, he showed that the gun that he was supposedly brandishing was actually a lighter. Oh like yeah, yeah, I saw that. I, he I was he, he put up yeah he sent a picture to a friend and that picture has been going around. But that <laughs> doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It is what it is at this point. It is what it is. Okay, we have five more topics left. Which one are you rooting for? I'm rooting for another jaw topic, <laughs> just to make Steph happy. <laughs> wow, shocked. I'm shocked. Shocked. All right, we've got. Yeah. Right, so what we're gonna do here is we're going to roll a six 
a six-sided dice. If, uh, if it lands on number five again, we're just going to roll again. Because then it'll go okay. on number two. Ready? We're about to... We're going to roll the... And we are going to roll the content device infinite dice. And the result is... Oh my god, it is number two. <laughs> Look. You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> the dice gods have worked in my favor. Oh my god, yeah. it really oh is god. number two. We should go to Vegas. We, you know, we'll, we'll take Susan. I mean, if you really to want to, I'll roll it Let's again. <laughs> we can do something uh, else. Oh no! No, that's no, fine. No, no, we're not. No, fine. no, no. This let, is let, perfect. The device, <laughs> the dice the gods hate Let's that. Let's the really Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, or, or maybe, or, or maybe the world, the world really want us to get I, to the I bottom. I can't even believe you know, it. To the I bottom of that story. Like, <laughs> like ad infinitum, ad infinitum, talking about Ja forever and ever until the end of time. Just for so, yourself. Some, just somebody for you. summarize the story because I don't even. Like I can't believe it. I think Susan has a hand on it. I think go ahead. I mean, I, I'll take a break. I'll, please, I'll take a break on Ja. I, <laughs> I, 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 do, I do have a rant, though. I, I'm going to have a rant. And I'm going to let you have a rant. I'm going to give you the background, and then I'm going to let you rant, yes. okay? And, and okay. you might be shocked on who the, the rant will be directed towards. So. Oh, I hope not me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, Lil Wayne reached out to Skip Bayless to try to talk to Ja to kind of mentor him and advise him and provide him with some guidance. Okay. Hello, hey, how you doing? It's Weezer F, baby. However, it was, well, Lil Wayne has a history. He's hit rock bottom before, and he has really came up from that and has really led a successful life since that time. And I think that he sees some of himself in Ja and wanted to help guide him so he doesn't go down the same path okay. so let's, that um, he did. So we have some sound here from, do you want to hear the sound from Lil Wayne or the sound from Skip talking about how Lil Wayne contacted him? Let's, let's, let's hear Skip and I'll go off to Skip. Skip! Like, like Shannon said, Skip! <laughs> Skip! Right, here's Skip. Uh, this is, uh, by the way, this Skip sound is from his podcast. It's yeah. called The Skip Bayless Show. So this is courtesy Skip Bayless Show. Lil Wayne, I said this on a previous podcast, texted me, he said, hey, can you connect me with Ja? Because I could help him. I've been there. I've done all this. I wound up in prison on Rikers Island. I, I know what happens. I know where you can go wrong, and I know what's right. I said, I'll try. And I reached out to Ja. Would you sit with Lil Wayne? Would you talk with Lil Wayne? He's Wayne calling would fly him Lil Wayne. Him. He'd fly to Memphis in, in a heartbeat tonight. Wayne would private plane it and go right to Memphis if he thought he could save a career and a soul. I got nothing back from Ja. Didn't expect anything back. And in the end, I just hope Ja and Antonio don't turn out to be one of those people you just can't reach, you just can't fix. Can I just, you just play can't this say. little part at the beginning again? Lil Wayne. He just he called him Lil Wayne. Little Little Wayne. <laughs> yeah. No, he added no. some syllables <laughs> in there. Yeah, he had yeah, some way too, it's way, Little way Wayne. Way too many letters. I'm shocked. I'm surprised that Skip Bolles is surprised that Jamorant doesn't pick up his phone call. I mean, who would pick up Skip Bolles' phone Skip, call? Skip, I mean, Skip Bayless is, a, is, this guy, is, all this man does is he does a treadmill, he eats broccoli, and he talks crap about athletes. He's, the guy's cringing. 
<laughs> so when, when I think, when I skip up, when I think of skip, I, I think about cringe. He's I don't know. I mean, the, the guy the is man so is super connected. I don't know. I I don't know him. So very connected. Okay, good follower, but listen, I've seen him as somebody in the media. Like if I was teaching journalism, I would he would be a case study of what not to do in journalism. What? I would tell my oh student, my God. do not be like. He's this one man. of the most successful people on the planet. Like, okay, all right. <laughs> I wonder why. I wonder. I wonder why. I wonder why. All he all he does is 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 he talks like a uh, lack of better uh, word, like a hater. This guy has a, a, a grudge with so many people, and then he lets it fly on his show. It, it sells. sells. Yes, no, it sells. Would you take? It's smart. would you it take sells. his career? Of course, it sells. It's cringing. I wouldn't I, be. I'm him. asking you. Would you take his career? I wouldn't be him. Would you take his career? Yeah, I, I probably, oh, in fairness, probably not. Probably not. I, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't feel comfortable. That, well, money. the money comes with the career. career. <laughs> <laughs> well, but his career is based upon talking crap about people. So, so Skip Bellis, I he gave me an impression of somebody that doesn't. I don't know. I hope I'm wrong about that. He doesn't give me the impression of somebody that doesn't have any. He doesn't welcome feedback very well. That's what I. That's what it looks like. The guy, and I, I, maybe that's that changed now. But for the longest time, he has followed zero body on his Twitter, Lil Wayne. Instagram, or any medium. He got all the followers in the world, but he doesn't follow anybody. Lil Wayne. That tells me that whatever he puts in the world, he doesn't care how you feel about it. He doesn't care about Lil Wayne. Criticism, about doing the right thing or you know about being called on doing the wrong thing. He doesn't care. The guy is a self uh, um prophecy. That's what he does. And and I might be you know ranting because I, I'm a I'm a liberal friend, but tell me if he ever said anything fair about LeBron James. Okay. Ever Global James could score 60 point, 50 rebound, and, and, and 30 assists. Say, well, oh, he missed okay, a free look, throw. What, what I'm going to say about I'm not Skip, lying. and again, we, none of us know him personally, but I think the biggest indictment Correct. of Skip is well, the question you have to ask is is this a character? Is he playing a character on TV? And then is he like a nice guy personally? And I think the biggest indictment here is that Shannon Sharp left so. undisputed. And it sounds like. Mm-hmm. They have true animosity towards each other. It sounds like Shannon really doesn't like him, and there's got to be a reason for that. And now people are allowed not to like each other, but there's that something happened. going on there that Shannon Sharp would leave a show that's that successful to go out on his own. That happened to Stephen Smith. That happened with Stephen Smith and, and Skip Bills. Uh, there's, there's, so there's something about him. Lil Wayne. So are we looking at the common so denominator? There's something of Skip. about him that. Um, and maybe it's because he doesn't call people by their proper names, and you know, Lil Wayne. So, so the, the last we're not the even last, talking last, about the story. We're talking about Skip Bayless. Yes, remember when they had? Yeah. Well, well, we're talking about Skip. We're not talking about Skip Bayless's mental health people. Yeah, Moran, Lil Wayne. We're not talking about his mental health. We're talking about him maybe being about, an maybe, avenue to maybe help someone. About my, my, maybe now we're talking about my mental health. Okay, that's a lot better because you don't want me to play that other sound. I'm saving that other sound for the next story. Okay. Yes. I, I promise. I promise. This is gonna go. Gonna go back to a circle. Full circle. The only last thing I mentioned about skateball, as you guys probably remember, when that that you know um, unfortunate heart attack happened with Damar Hamlin, that's when the the rift started, I believe, between him and Shannon, because I think he had tweeted um, something to the sense that he was very insensitive. Something that why would the game stop? If not keep going on, uh, play the game, whatnot. So and everybody was. You know, shocked, and there was an uproar of him saying that 
you know, being so insensitive to Demar Hamlin and just thinking about the game only. And they, he confronted Skip on the show for for tweeting that, and there was never an apology from Skip. He never backed backed out from from his comments, and he he stood his ground, you know. And to me, that 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 tells me that that guy is, you know, he just does and say what he wants, and he, he will never say he's wrong. I've never heard Skip say anything remotely close to an apology ever. We could probably do a whole episode on mental health and Skip Bayless, but we got to, you know, we got to bring it back to. I just want to point out one thing on that sound that he said. He said, I hope that Ja and Antonio are not the type of people. Mm -hmm. I think he's talking about Antonio Brown. Antonio. Antonio Brown. I think it's about Brown. I think so too. So I think think AB is going to be the subject of our final segment. And I think that's who he's talking about. Yes. I, I think so, unless there's another Antonio so that I'm missing out on. Is there another Antonio? That's having issues. I, is there? Is Antonio? I don't know. Uh, is it Antonio is not like Jaws agent or something that he's referring to. The only person I can think of is Brown. But that's, he said those two things. That's besides the fact that he called Lil Wayne. Lil, Lil Wayne. Wayne. <laughs> Lil but Wayne. He said Antonio. And that, that to me caught my eye, you know. But all right, let's he play did. the Lil Wayne sound. Yes. Um, on John Morant, go ahead. No, I'll, I'll, go ahead. No, no, no. We'll, we'll actually it'll make sense after after you play it. So this is uh, Lil Wayne on the All the Smoke podcast talking about John Morant. I like don't fall into that trap that these people doing on TV, saying because he ain't no thug, cause he ain't in the street. He ain't about that. He ain't no gang. You do you don't want that? How y'all know you don't want? That? Y'all know that boy? Do y'all know that boy? Cause I don't. I know him from dunking and jumping, and I only started knowing him when I started paying attention to him around his last year, last year of college. I, I, he come from like a town with three thousand people. Like what? What y'all expect? Y'all what? You gave a, I mean, y'all gave him two hundred million dollars. I just said a town with three thousand people. You expect him to be responsible? Now we tripping then. Hmm. Yeah, now we tripping. Yeah, we expecting him to be. That's that's magic. Cause I could tell you, you know, I come from a real well-raised, beautiful mother, nice, you know what I mean? My mama bust her ass to make sure everything around me was nice. And I still was a knucklehead. I shot myself. You know what I mean? So it's, so if you expecting, and that young man, from a three, I could imagine if I came from what, to play with 3,000 people and, yet, and I became who I am, boy. That, I think that, that was, oh, go ahead. They had social media when I was 23. I wouldn't have made it. Well, I think. Oh, was, yeah. Thank God. I think that was a good question. <laughs> That's fantastic. If they had social media <laughs> when I was 23, I wouldn't have made <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> that's true. I, I don't know. If they had social yeah, media I mean, when that, I was that's... in college, I mean, I didn't do a lot in college, but it would have been bad. <laughs> you know, I'm not commenting. <laughs> I'm still in college. I'm <laughs> <laughs> and I'm 21 step. Uh, we got this. <laughs> wow. So, no, so let, let's let's be a bit serious. So so I, I do think I do think having a having a, a role model or, or a mentor or somebody that, that's gone through hurdles and surpassed hurdles, it's a great idea. You know, there's so many group programs out there that you know try to put young people and in this case young black youth in connection with successful other black people and it, it, it recalls it I mean, reminds me of that um program i don't know if you were the program congresswoman Frederica Whitfield or wilson she 
started the 5,000 role models um, and they pair young kids with adults that are, that are successful. You know, they, they become mentored the entire life. And, you know, it's good to have somebody that you can look up to, you know, a father figure, if you will. And maybe, you know, little Wayne, little Wayne like Skip Colin, <laughs> might not look like the perfect men mentor, right? His, his physique is the way he presents himself. But what he's gone through might, have, might be exactly what Jad needs to, to be, you know, um, I guess involved, you know, with, you know, somebody that, that went through the bad and still made something out of his life. Um, so yeah, I think I think if that was Kip's idea, I give credit when credit's due. But hopefully, wherever it is, I I hope so. Jad does find somebody that can mentor him. Somebody in the league, why not? Some veteran in Memphis. I don't understand why that mentorship cannot cannot come from the Grizzlies, like a Eunice Lazen, for example. Somebody in the Grizzlies mm -hmm. should be there. They should sign a, a vet that can have a powerful impact on him. How how hard is that? Then I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna fault the the, the front office in Memphis for that one. Really? But for what? For not, I mean, not entirely on them, but for not bringing a culture of, of impactful veteran in the locker room. And you know how impactful that is. It's not only the Miami Heat. There's like a lot of, it's well known that a lot of franchises do make a lot of emphasis and importance like keeping one roster spot for not uh, every Not every roster has Udonis Haslam on there. No, but I also don't think that we can say that there isn't a certain culture created in that locker room and that there aren't some players who are stepping up for others. There are going to be some people that just don't want to hear it from others or they don't have the respect for those people who are trying to mentor them and guide them that they're going to do what they want because they're too influenced by whatever other force is driving. So I don't think it's fair to say that blaming the front office for not create, creating that type of a culture. I don't think we can. We have enough information to even say that. Yeah, I'm, I don't know that I'm going to blame the Grizzlies on this, you know. But I do think that it's not a bad idea that John Morant should contact Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne and take him up on his offer. I think that's probably a good idea. Uh, I think you know, he should. I think Lil Wayne should contact him directly and not go through I, other people. I think that's probably a good idea, and I think uh, I think that will end. Um... Sounds like another. Thank you. I uh, really want to laugh at this next story but I, I just can't i mean it's one of these things where <laughs> on the surface it's so funny i follow this guy on on instagram and he's just a he's he's fun and i i want to i want to like hang with him and just chill and then i realize that it, there's just he's just not well and i just also want to get him some help <laughs> but he's just a lot of fun Antonio Brown has been going through it for a while but there's a recent story that came out about him and the Albany Empire I guess he's from Albany and I didn't know that but apparently he is from Albany uh, but in one of these clips we're going to play he says that he's from Albany but apparently he 
went in and bought the Albany Empire, and the, they have now been kicked out of the uh, a particular arena league, the National Arena League, another arena league. Who mm-hmm. knew that there's more than one arena league? Did you guys know that? There's quite a few, apparently. Really? There's quite a few. Yes. Uh, Including in Orlando. I don't think they're part of the NAL. I think they're part of a different league. Okay. That's news to me, but all right. Anyway, let's, um, let's do the timeline of this story because, uh, so AB or Antonio Brown, as you'll find out, he calls himself by two different names, the Albany empire of the national arena league. So they had, they had won two national championships. I guess they're not national. They're professional. They're professional football players. It's a professional league. So they won two mm-hmm. national arena league championships back to back years. And then Antonio Brown comes in and apparently he's from Albany. So he goes in and he buys in March of 2023 this year, he goes in and he buys a percentage stake in the Albany empire, uh, 47.5%. And uh, this is a story that is done by News 10 ABC Albany. So I'm going to play some clips, a couple of clips from that story as it unfolded and as I'm reading through the the timeline of this from this ABC News 10 in Albany. So this is him talking about why they should trust him after he buys the Albany Empire 47.5%. Brown was asked at the time why the community should trust him in his new ownership role. We should find out. Let's see. Action's better than words. All right. Action's better than words. So Very specific answer. Very specific answer. So right after that, so he bought them in March. In April, they fire their championship winning coach. And immediately after that, Antonio Brown buys the almost the remainder of the shares of the Albany Empire. He goes up to about 97%. And then he comes in and he fires the front office. This is, again, a championship team. Then on April 30th, this happens. So I'm going to play this clip again from News 10 ABC Albany. Let's jump to April 30th. The Empire fell to 1-2 and two on the season, losing to Carolina on the road. It turns out the players were not paid before that game. After voicing their displeasure with the lack of payment, interim head coach Damon Ware and six players, including former MVP Darius Prince, quarterback Sam Castronova, and three captains were locked out of their hotel rooms upon arriving back in Albany. They all left the team the following day. Just a few days later on May 3rd, Antonio Brown reintroduced Tom Manas as head coach and spoke about the payment complaints. Did they end up getting paid? Everyone's paid here. I'm running a business. The the MVP arena's paid. I don't know what the minutiae of the articles. I don't want to get into the he say, she say. Everyone's paid. If everyone wasn't paid, you wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be here. So even the guys who left? Everybody on, on the court, on our payroll, you know payroll, right? You know paychecks. You know you just can't get paid when you want, right? All right. So, champion, like they said, the championship coach had returned. May 21st, May 21st championship coach leaves a second time after a 45-point loss. And then Antonio Brown says he's going to play the next week. But he doesn't because of some type of physical that he didn't get in didn't get done in time. 
The team lost that week. The interim coach was demoted and replaced by another coach. And then Antonio Brown says he's going to play again the week, the next week after that. And he apparently still hasn't played. So the story here is that he apparently isn't paying the, the NAL requires their teams to pay certain types of fees Fees. Mm -hmm. to belong to the league. And Antonio Brown is just didn't pay them as the owner of the league. And after repeated attempts to get a hold of him and ask him to pay these things, they're just he just didn't pay them. They created a meeting and they kicked out the Albany Empire from the NAL. And Antonio Brown, this is the most recent interview with him. He did this interview. Now this is this is an audio medium, so you're not going to be able to see this. But what I ask you to do is, I encourage you to go and take a look at this on Twitter if you can. You don't need an account to go and look at this, but what I would do is Google Antonio Brown shirtless interview. He's doing this interview on the Albany Empire field without a shirt on, talking about what just happened that they were just kicked out of the league that they are champions of two years in a row. And so we're going to play this interview in its entirety, broken up into clips. There's four clips, about one or two minutes long each. And the reason we want to play them is we're going to talk about mental health afterwards. Um, And we need to play these clips to kind of give you an idea of kind of what's happening. Anyway, so here's the interview. Okay, this is the owner of the team. Yes. Okay, the owner of the team. I don't, I don't know if I got the clearance for the league, you know. I cost too much to even really play in this league. So I'm trying to see uh, if AB going to pay me for playing, you know. Uh, I'm Antonio Brown. I want to know if AB going to pay me the money. A lot of guys talk about AB, about not paying. and uh, So I'm just waiting to see if AB going to pay my check for uh, playing today. You know, I'm Antonio Brown. So I want to know if AB going to pay me the million dollars I'm due for playing. Obviously, I'm an NFL guy. I came from playing for a lot of big teams. So I'm looking to meet AB. I heard everybody around here talks about AB not paying or going on. So I'm looking to meet AB. Hopefully he could have my check for playing this week. You know, I know a lot of people cry to the media about AB not paying. Uh, he didn't pay the work. He paid the workers comp for the city to be able to save the Albany Empire to continue to play football. Do you guys know that AB actually saved the Albany Empire for playing football? Do you guys know that or no? Yeah, let me tell you about that. Can I hold your mic? Uh, Not really? I, I oh, hold yeah. Let me hold your yeah, No, you got to hold on it? Hold the mic. Yeah, I hold Channel 13. Yeah, I'm Antonio Brown. I was signed here this week by AB, and I was hoping since AB never pays no one, I was wondering who's going to pay me my million dollars for the for my game coming up this weekend. I obviously know AB saved the Albany Empire. He paid $1.5 for the workers' comp. So football wouldn't be likely here in Albany. If uh, AB didn't pay the uh, workers' comp in New York, you know it's 1.5 million for workers' comp in New York. You know the New York Jets practice in New Jersey because they don't want to pay workers' comp. You know the New York Giants practice in New Jersey because they don't want to work pay workers' comp. So when you guys mention AB name, just know he saved the city for uh, Albany. You know he paid the workers' comp so they could be able to play football here. You guys realize that? And if anyone could negotiate with AB, it's you. I mean, I've been trying to talk with him. The guy's got like three different personalities. So I'm hoping he could pay me the million dollars for me just being here. 
I'm Antonio Brown. AB is a whole lot's character that the media uh, coexisted because he got too much money. And uh... Okay, so let me try and explain what he's saying, okay? So this is, that's Antonio Brown talking to the media, saying that Antonio Brown just signed with the Albany Empire and that AB <laughs> needs to pay Antonio Brown. So he's talking about himself in the third person mm-hmm. as a player who needs to be paid by AB, the owner, to play. Yes, he's talking about himself as a separate character um, because he's, ma- he's making fun of the idea that he doesn't pay his own players. Okay, so that's, that's the context of the clip that you just heard, uh, him making fun of people saying that he doesn't pay his own players. That's what he's doing in that. So this is, this is right. part two of that. Um, so, so, uh, besides, besides the context, that, hold on, besides the context and the, the content, I, I, I'm a little bit focused not on the, what he was saying, but the way he was saying it. And I, I know you're a psychiatrist and a psychologist, and besides of what he's saying, the way he's saying it, there was a lot of rambling, a lot of, I wouldn't say pressure speech, but he went on and on and on and on with tangentiality, circumstantial pattern, you know, there was nothing of substance that I was saying. So I know you know what I'm thinking about. We'll mention yes. later, but you know what I'm thinking about. Yeah. Without so, a doubt. If you think that was odd, it it um there's three more clips and it it it, it look, there's it's still on the rails. Let's just put it this way. And this is clip oh, number two. No. Antonio brought us out clips two. for years. Oh, complete it, clips for years. That was that was still the interview still on the rails. So this is clip number two. Hey, I'm excited right here. It's the Albany Empire. This A B, no, this is Tony Brown. This is Antonio Brown, and we got the blog party this week. We've got a lot of exciting things for the community here in Albany. I'm excited to be here. This is the same city I grew up, the same stadium I grew up. Watching my dad play what motivated me to be a football player. So I'm not only excited to be here and stand here before you guys, but I'm excited to be here as a player, an owner, a coach, whatever it entails to make the community better and bring the people together. I see a lot of homeless people out here, a lot of sick people, a lot of people out here that need to come out come together, come in the arena. We create environments for the community to celebrate, to come together, and to be one. And I'm excited to be a part of it, to be able to present the community here with so much amazing things. And it's about, it's not about what we say, it's about what we do. And if you say anything about AB, he's doing a lot for the community, he's doing a lot for the players, doing a lot for the coaches, and he's sustaining football here in Albany. The only reason he came. You know, I'm going to just like I do when I see patient in the hospital and I ask them one question and they go in for five minutes. I just interrupt them. I say, okay, stop it. Stop it right there. Yeah, you stop have to right cut there. them off. Because okay. if not, he's going to talk for an hour. Like, and he'll keep going. Right? Okay, but, keep but going. And spewing is, nonsense. <laughs> but, the th- but the thing is, the reporters are not doctors, right? So they just, they let him right. talk. So this is yeah, clip number question. three. Number three. Uh, I know uh, fans were really looking forward to yes. playing you playing a few weeks yes. ago. They were a little disappointed. Yes. Why do you think they should believe things will be different Listen, this week? I don't want to talk about the minutia, what's behind us, and what fans should believe. The fans should believe that AB saved the Albany Empire football. You guys wouldn't have football if it wasn't for AB. The workers comp $1.5 million. Antonio Brown's here at practice. He's taking all the proper procedures to play. As you can see today, I wasn't in the best shape, but I'm still that playmaker. 
And I can tell the fans one thing. Whatever I say we gonna do, and whatever the people write, it's not because they hate me, because they actually love me. It's just my name holds value and it come with money. I'll never tell my fans something that's not gonna happen. I build a big fan base, you know why? For doing the right things, making the right plays, being the best in the community, being the example. I want all the fans to know I'm giving out free tickets, free everything. I'm 2.5 million in a city that hadn't even come out and showed no support. I'm, I'm willing to play, I'm willing to coach, I'm willing to buy another team. I want to do whatever it takes to bring the community out. I don't want you to get misconstrued, mix my name up, confuse the celebrity AB with Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown is talking to you right now to let my fans know not the Hawks fans who write articles, who create this mystical guy who's just out here. Hold on, I'm a spiritual being, right? I am an owner of a football team, right? So I'm not gonna tell you something that I can't do. Last time I said I was gonna play, we had no jersey, no helmet, uh, no practice, no condition, no physical. I wanna let all my fans know out there, if I'm going to play, I'm gonna give you the best. The reason I became a best player because I committed to the craft, I was dedicated. Right. So the remember the question was why should they trust you? Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah, we have to remember what that question was. Right. Because right. that answer. Right. Man. Okay. This is, and, this, and this, is, this is this is like textbook. If you want to teach residents, if you want to teach residents about a certain diagnosis, okay. right. hang on, hang later. on, hang on. I'm not gonna hold say. On. I'm not gonna say. Hold on, hold on. All right, and this. All right, so finally they asked him about getting kicked out of the NAL, and this is the final clip. Don't let the minutia of people distract us. This is the last year in the NAL. Next year, we're going to the AFL. A lot, a lot of owners around here got this type of money to even be in this league, so let's get that care. A lot of naysayers around here, I've been seeing a lot of players chip chat about me. A lot of, you think I care what the NAL players say about me? I'm giving these guys jobs. I'm giving people careers. I'm giving people the opportunity to live out their dreams. I'm not gonna go back and forth for the NIA player who's trying to be uh, what I used to be. So I wanna be a leader. I wanna be details about my action, what I stand for, what I represent here. I wanna be clear about the minutia of what we doing and how we doing things. So I wanna share the people in the media who write negative about Antonio Brown and who lose sight of what the truth is here in Albany. I didn't come here to, you know, I didn't come here to make money. You know, I came here to, represent something that I grew up in as a little kid and give back to the community that helped shape me to be who I am today. So now let's lose sight of why I'm here. I came back here in the community I grew up in to give the people here that I grew up like me and the players here who grew up like my dad a better opportunity to live out their dreams. I am a lobbyist. I'm the guy who take the mission and make dreams fulfilled come true. So I want people to lose sight about who I am, what I'm doing and what's my purpose. You know what I mean? As an owner, what's important? Winning, sponsorships, and tickets. Not regular players that's 30 years old who just trying to be regular in their life, play spring ball, okay, April to this. No, I'm looking for the players that ready to go to the next level in their lives. That's why I'm trying to help players fulfill their dreams. So when people talk about me, let's be clear here. What's my purpose, what I am, and what I stand for? Alrighty then. Um... And before before we get into this, before we get into this, we're playing. This is gonna this. be tough. This before is gonna be tough. Some rules weren't meant to be broken, but what if they're just guidelines? Time for Goldwater rules. 
All right. Did we ever All right, explain? Steph. Oh no! Did we ever explain what the gold water rule was? I mean, I, I think I feel like no, some people might not a, know. It's, we got to do a right. Show I on mean, it. briefly, technically, I'll just you know butcher it. Technically, physician in this case, psychiatrist, you should not diagnose anyone they have not interviewed. That's that's the that's the gist psychologist of it. too. But it's really the same for psychologists psychologist too. Psycho, same for psychologists, right? But it, it happens because of people in in media or superstars or celebrities. Yeah. Anyway, we're not about to do that, by the way. I'm just going to make sure that we will not do no. that. We're not diagnosing not anybody. To. We are not diagnosing no. anybody. No, but, but <laughs> I don't know. I'm not even saying We're that. just no, discussing no, observations. But, but we are discussing <laughs> observations, and I think it's imperative that we do that because I don't know that anyone else is going to do that in media or podcasting or anything because they're deathly afraid of this Goldwater thing. And I think it right. does a disservice to people. Um, right. But again, I, I think that, I there's think, a lot of things. There's a lot of things that can be going on here. A lot of things. A lot, and, right. And so, if there's anything. And we don't know. And we don't know. If there's anything. There's, okay, look, Suzanne, there's clearly something going on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm think, just saying. I think, I, think, I think our audience want honesty. I think our audience want to learn about mental health. I think people Correct. would be served better if they actually learn something after this episode. And we'll yes. try to do that without labeling A, B. That's right. Anybody. We're, not, mm-hmm. we're not labeling anybody, but it doesn't take a mental health professional to know something's going on here. It's when going you look on. at the comments on Twitter, on, because, okay, so. Let and me all over the media. These, these clips, by the way, that I just played, these four clips, we're from the we're from the Twitter account of Griffin Haas, who is a news reporter, who is actually the sports director of News Ten ABC. Okay, right. And if you go to his Twitter account, you will find all four of those clips in order in a thread. Okay. Right. Now, yes. W- when I said that you don't need to be a mental health professional to know that there's something going on here, if you look at the comments underneath each one of these videos. You're going to see people that are not mental health professionals telling you there's something going on here. Correct. Okay. So yeah. even people that are not mental health professionals know there's something wrong. There's something here. up. Now, there's something, mm-hmm. there's something, this is not normal behavior. And, 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 and it's not, it's okay. not, it's not a one-up. I, I, I don't know if you guys remember 2022 when you walked out um, on the Buccaneers shirtless yes. shortly after you went on TV. I think it was on HBO. And he, him and his lawyer, I don't remember the exact interview, but him and his lawyer, they insinuated that the, the Buccaneers um, were offering him money so he could go, quote unquote, he was saying they, they wanted to send him to a crazy house, like a psychiatric unit. That being said, he's been dealing with, let's say, not to say deformation, but he's been dealing with that kind of reputation for a while, right? Um, I, like, I like to say, he said, when there's smoke, there's fire. Um, I don't know where his fire is coming from, but there's definitely smoke. There's been smoke. Didn't yes. he walk off right. the the field of the Jets in the middle? It was of the, the Jets game. Yeah, was it? Yeah. It was the Jets, right? It was during the Jets game. It was so, the Bucks Jets. So game. his be yeah. so so his behavior has been concerning not only right now, but he's been concerning for it's, it's been for now. a bit bit of time now. Right. And and right. he just posted today. I saw on his Instagram he was at uh, King of Prussia, which is a high end mall outside of Philadelphia, on a shopping spree, yes. um, just buying clothes. At, at this mall and he was posting pictures of people like, you know, kissing him through, through uh, the window and like showing people taking videos of him and it, the, the money he's spending on it. And 
they, they showed how much money he was spending on the credit card. This is what he does in his Instagram. He shows mm -hmm. he's got a, he's got the most awesome finger condom thing. I don't know what it is. It's the thing you put over your finger and it's made of diamonds. He puts it on his middle finger. If you haven't seen this thing, it is, I want it. <laughs> yeah. I, you put it over your middle finger. You should have told your kids for Father's Day. It's I should have yes. had to make it for me. It's it's you put it over your middle finger and he, he walks around with it. It's it's just this thing you put over your middle finger. He has that. He's look again. You know, his style his style reminds me of, of Kanye West style. I don't yes. know. I'm just gonna throw it out there. There's yes. some similarities. And, 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 and Kanye West has admitted friends. certain things about himself. Right. I'm just going to throw it all Yes. There. Okay. And so there's similarities in these behaviors and certain styles and speech patterns and things like that. So yes. look, there's a lot of things that can be going on here. We're not going to label specific things, but I do want to point out where we are going to point out things about the, the behavior, the behaviors that yes. are happening. The speech, right. His right. speech, behaviors, the speech, behaviors, things he's saying. Mm -hmm. And how they can so, be differentiated, and, and it's someone who presents this way into, say, a hospital or an office. Right. So if if you were if you were rounding on the floors, Dimitri, and you you have residents with you or students, and you're pimping him a question, and you ask him, how would you describe that speech pattern? What do you see with that with that personality of the person? I would probably describe it as circumstantial. Um, I I could I would also accept tangential. I think um, it's a bit of both. I couldn't even make a depending point on which interview. Yeah, I couldn't even make a point for pressured. Oh, Who's pressure for sure. Yeah, pressure. Oh well, yeah, I mean the the journalist asked one question and he was already rambling. Yeah, he couldn't stop I don't think himself. He ever, yeah, he couldn't stop. He couldn't yeah. stop. And that's the I characteristic am. of pressured speech for people who aren't sure what right. that is. Right. It's right. it's the the need to con to speak without the ability to stop. It's just that stop. that. Right. It's literally it's very a pressure. Difficult. Keep going. Right. You know, it's very difficult to be interrupted. Very, very difficult for your person in front of you to interrupt you to say something or to ask a question. Very, very difficult. And and this happens usually in a number of different psychiatric problems. Mania is one of them. Uh, this could happen to people that are on stimulants, uh, excessive stimulants, right. uh, mm -hmm. uh, exogenous right. drugs. Uh, cocaine can do it. Meth can do it. Meth can do it. Um, mm -hmm. Glucocorticoids, you know, steroids. Yes. That's true. Easily, That's true. Know, steroids yes. can cause can cause metabolic behaviors. And also, right. I just want to point out and that schizophrenics, schizophrenics can also uh, develop pressured speech, right? Uh, in in the course of um, their in the acute psychotic behavior. So, people uh, with medical again, issues like in hyperthyroidism, you know, are we associating with with Antonio? None of these things. These are simply we're taking some of these. Uh, we're we're taking some of the type of these kinds of behaviors observation right. observations right. and showing how it applies on the mental health community some of the other things just the grandiosity you know yes noticing uh, these things uh spending sprees shopping sprees things like that uh, the amount of money buy, he's paid, the amount of money he's spending, that he's going to own and play for the team, and they right, need right. him. If someone came in and said all of these things, you know these these would be these would be highly concerning. And again, what, what would be what would be the next what would be the next question you ask him? I mean, uh, if if you were uh, like seeing somebody 
Christian like that, I guess my next question would automatically be how much are you sleeping or how little are you sleeping? Oh yeah. Right. Uh, that's yes. exactly when, sleep so is a big one. That, that, well, I would I would ask him exactly that. How many hours are you exactly sleeping? Exactly that. When's the last time you had a, a night of sleep? Literally, I'm just saying, okay. Well, well the, the thing about asking sleep is what I've learned is that if you ask him, are you sleeping? People usually say, yes, I'm sleeping fine. But then when you specifically ask them how many hours exactly. are you sleeping, they say, well, you get a different story. An hour or two. What else do or, I need? Or because how, got, is, <laughs> how restful is your sleep is the other question. It's perfectly fine. And and right and the criteria the criteria if you go to DSM five it's it's not that you're not sleeping the criteria is decreased need for sleep Correct. that means they, they right I mean they, right. they they sleep two hours but they, they wake up energetic they wake up completely fine and and the, the other question I always ask after after sleep I ask them so when you're not sleeping when you're awake what are you doing and they'll be like oh no I'm writing a book. Or I'm mm-hmm. working, I'm working on music, or I'm I'm working on that website, and I'm doing this. I'm working out at two in the morning. You know, they're not they're not just not sleeping and staying in bed. They're not sleeping, but they're like full of energy, doing things. They're totally right? full of energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. The the oh, right. look so at you with your DSM. Yeah, I've I've got it out here. Um, <laughs> what you're talking? It, it's literally number two is decreased need for sleep. Need for sleep. Feels mm-hmm. rested only. Right. Feels rested after only three hours of sleep. Uh, one is right. inflated self-esteem or grandiosity. Three mm-hmm. is more talkative check. than usual or pressured to keep talking. No checks. Check. <laughs> no checks. Uh, four is okay, flight stop, of ideas stop, stop. or sub- subjective experience that thoughts are racing. Five is distractibility or reported or as reported or observed. Six is mm-hmm. increase in goal-directed activities or psychomotor agitation. Seven is excessive That's with the impulsivity. Excessive involvement in activities that have to have a high potential for painful consequences, engaging right. in, in unrestrained buying sprees, sexual indiscretions, or foolish business investments, and uh, wow. you know, then then mm-hmm. it's the then it's the general kind of it's not caused by uh, medical condition, a medical condition or something. Now there are medical conditions that can cause this, like you said, uh. Steroids, a tumor, steroids, a tumor, a brain tumor, toxins in a person's body. CTE is an interesting one, and we actually do need to do a CTE one. And as the NFL gets closer to starting, we are going to do a CTE episode because CTE is an interesting thing because CTE is not what people think it is. Yeah, we're we're, we're talking about chronic traumatic encephalopathy, basically repeated head. Heads, head trauma, boxers, NFL players, rugby players, you know, all these. And Antonio Brown did get hit uh, pretty hard. And I don't remember, was it a Bengal that hit him? Yeah, it was at the Bengals stadium. There's actually a little legend of the Bengals stadium and how it's probably cursed because of what happened to AB, what happened to DeMar Hamlin. I believe that's where Tua also had that concussion where he went into those spasms as well. It was Vontaze Perfect. That hit him and mm-hmm. knocked him out. That's right. Yeah. Antonio Brad does have a, a a history of a significant, you know, head injuries, head trauma, head injuries, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, head trauma. Or so, questions. you know, CTE is is on that landscape too, and that could definitely be at play. And again, there's there's no label here because there's a lot of things that could be going on here. It could be. And if someone right? and if someone came in here, there'd be a huge differential here. The, right, the right. All, all we can say here is that this is not 
like you don't again you don't need to be a mental health expert this is behavior that's not normal it doesn't it doesn't right. appear to be it doesn't mm-hmm. appear to be and and the the hope here is that someone in his camp is looking out for him and look skip yeah, bayless so. said so skip bayless <laughs> who is who according to staff is the hater of haters I think he would, he would, he would, he would, he would enjoy that. He would, he would like, he would like that title. I mean, maybe, maybe Lil Wayne will reach out to him too. Maybe Lil Lil Wayne will reach out to him and maybe not Lil Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne. Wayne. Maybe even Lil 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 Wayne will reach out to him. Yeah. Depending (laughs) on who Skip talks to. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 but on, on Instagram, he lives this incredibly fun life. And the thing is, he's got children too. Yeah. Um, are you talking about? Are we still talking about AB or AB? AB. AB's AB. got kids. Okay, okay. There are there are there are impulsivities related to pers- their personality disorders that have it, this that have impulsivity associated mm-hmm. with them. Correct. Um, the cluster Bs. You know, cluster yeah. B personalities. Yes. Again, no labels here of any kind with him. No. But there's there's stuff going on that that just hope that uh, he can. Again, there's somebody in his camp, somebody. But when you look and at his Instagram is, videos, you see people around him. They're just, it seems like they're encouraging this. He has such a large fan base because I can tell you even about five years ago when I saw him at the Pro Bowl when it was in Orlando, he came onto the field where they were signing autographs and stuff, the practice field, and people just completely mobbed over to that area yes. and were chanting his name yes. and everything. And then, of course, he was on the phone talking, looked at everybody chanting his name and then walked away. So he left some people disappointed, but they still had this huge fan base. Yes, because he's fun yes. and he's interesting and people love fun and interesting. But with fun and interesting, potentially can call on disruptive and dis- well, destructive is what I'm looking for. Yeah, and it's not and only destructive, it, perhaps to himself, but to the people around him. Look at this team now; and this they're team out of jobs. Right. Is well, apparently he says they're moving to the AFL, which is the Arena Football League. Correct. Um, you know, this story <laughs> just happened. Yeah, I mean, he claims he's from Albany and grew up there, but he grew up here in Liberty in, in Miami in Liberty City. So did he? he's all he did. He grew up in Liberty City. He went to Norland High wow. School in Miami. Oh wow! Okay. Or maybe AB did. Who would it? Antonio oh, or AB, AB did, or maybe it was Antonio <laughs> Brown, but AB is from maybe Albany. I'm not sure. And is he going to keep the team know. in Albany and rehire all these players that are claiming that he doesn't hey. pay them? Liberty City, watch while. It's just absurd. Team coming your way. These claims are completely absurd. <laughs> oh, wow. So, so the claims that he is from Albany is. Not There's true. no merit to that, correct? Well, that that really changes the uh, the whole that whole beginning of that interview. It even but, makes but, it even but, even worse, more absurd. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I want to I want to make sure that our listeners know that the purpose of this episode is not to not really to be into a B on Tino Brown life, but it's to teach about what the behavior is, right? And if someone yes. is listening and they have a friend, they have a family member, they have a loved one that are exhibiting this kind of behavior, then at least we have done something good today, you know, recording that episode. That's what we're doing. We're teaching. We're trying to break the stigma. We're, we're teaching so people get more in tune with mental health um, and mental illness. Right. And that that's the point of of this show and and this specific episode. 
Yeah. Many people live extremely productive lives having a mental illness, including mental health disorders like bipolar disorder. With the right insight, the right types of treatment, people go on to be very successful in their lives um, when they can reach out for that help. And I will point out that the three least compliant disorders in all of psychiatry and psychology are schizophrenia, bipolar mania, and major disorders. Major depression. Major depression. Those are those are the three Mm. most most uh, non-compliant people. Well, yeah, you're right. But getting right, getting somebody with bipolar disorder in a manic state and have them compliant with the plan is <laughs> really impossible. That's very that's difficult to do. That's why sometimes we, we do have laws like like the Baker Act law in Florida where yet you, you get committed to a hospital against your will just for treatment because you might be at risk to hurt yourself or hurt somebody else because they cannot bring themselves to the to that level of insight to get treatment. Sure. And one of the things too, with treatment is sometimes people don't like the side effects that they experience. So they stop taking their medication instead of talking to their doctor and saying, listen, I don't feel right on this. Can we try something else? Right. Correct. It's supposed to be a partnership. It's a partnership between you and your physician. And it's not supposed to be, you take this and this is what I say. No, it's like, doc, I'm feeling this. What can we do about it? And, And if you go down the list of the things that we talked about, bipolar mania, some type of substance, stimulant substance. Well, if you take away the the steroids and you, you know, well, steroid-induced mania and- I've seen it in COVID time. I've seen it a lot in COVID time. Yeah, in the hospital I, have, COVID. I have too. I, I've seen it when I still did hospital work, but yeah. And not CTE, but some type of neurocognitive issue. You're talking yeah, about- I've, I've seen it with- I've seen you it with cephalitis, with uh, meningitis and cephalitis. Right. Yeah, I've seen it. You're talking about three could potentially be. Hyperthyroidism. Yeah. yeah. Hyperthyroidism. Hyperthyroidism. That's right. Hyper, yeah. Hyperthyroidism. Yes. Hyper. You're talking about three people that generally don't seek help, specifically the acute mania, um, drug induced mania, acute drug induced mania, and generally people that have neurocognitive disorders are not capable of. Of, of seeking those mm-hmm, people generally mm-hmm, are taken mm-hmm. in by other people so sure. you know uh, th- these are people that need help and someone around them needs to kind of bring them in no right mm-hmm. no no before the minimum so that's what we're doing here and i think sometimes the family feels that they've tried in the past this is what i hear a lot from my patients you know um and from their families Um, Because, you know, in my part, I'm seeing people who are incarcerated and facing charges. And so I'll do collateral interviews with their families and their families will say, we've tried to get them help. We've tried to do this. And now we're just giving up. Um, And then I have other families that are still continuing to be supportive and want to help them and want them to get treatment. So, um, you know, the level of support a person has, I think, is really important for their treatment outcomes. Yeah. Yeah, And I always say the uh, a manic uh, somebody in a manic state the entire family suffers the entire yes. family the, the the amount of disaster the amount of damage that happens within a day or within a week of of, of mania it's incredibly sad and it's it's it's, it's affecting everybody in the, in the household finances are a wreck you know children are affected health people you know get hurt all the time car accidents um it, it's it's sad so the family component is very, very important, but sometimes I've seen people, they, like you said, they give up and I'm like, 
I, I don't know what to say. I'm not judging. You know, I don't judge. Yeah. Yeah, they've burnt sometimes the bridges get burned very easily and the family yeah. has been milk dry of things or they've been right. um the victim of something as a result of the person's right. manic episode, whether it's theft or whatnot. So it could be very, and, and, very devastating right. to the entire family. Right, right. And and on, on the flip side, because we're talking about bipolar, people that need to know that bipolar, like like it's like the name, right? It's like the batteries plus minus. When it when it flips to the minus side. When this patient gets treated, they get the insight and they become either euthymic and they realize what have happened during their manic state. That's when the depression yes. really, really gets scary. The the guilt and the remorse and the sorrow. And that's when, you know, bipolar people get the risk of dying. It's when they're actually depressed. And, and um, I think one of the yeah. things we need to differentiate too is that this isn't just a person having mood swings. You know, right. <laughs> some Correct. people go, oh, well, they say I'm bipolar because right. I have mood swings right. and this bipolar is disorder is not a mood swing. This is not a, this is not a mood swing issue. This is a lot. This is a lot different. As usual, we will end on the mental health tip of the day. Day full of hiccups? Need a shakeup? Listen up. It's Dr. Bick and Dr. DeGrasse's mental health tip of the day. And as usual, the mental health tip of the day is brought to us by Suzanne. Coach Spo. No, it's brought to us <laughs> no? by nobody. It's by no, nobody? nobody? I thought Coach nobody. Oh, because we have no sponsors. That's right. That's right. There you go. I need there more coffee, apparently, now. <laughs> That's right. It's brought to us by nobody. That's nobody. Right. It's brought to us by, by nobody. nobody. That's right. No sponsors. But no sponsors. No sponsors. No sponsors. No sponsors. No sponsors. That's right. But if anybody would like yet. to sponsor us, That's right. please feel That's free nobody. to. That's so right. we can Be say we're sponsored on. by someone. But and we feel like we are loved and belong. The actual mental health tip of the day is brought to us by Coach Spo, Eric Spolstra. After game five, waxing poetically with the philosophy of what it means to persevere post-loss. Go through adversities, right? Go through adversities. Right. Push your limits. Believe in yourself. All right. right? So let's That's hear good. it. Go, Coach. If you've ever felt that you were dismissed or felt that you were made to feel less than, you know, to develop a collective grit and perseverance. Uh, I mentioned this before, but hopefully these are lessons that'll transcend this beautiful game, um, that you can persevere, um, you can handle um, what people may view as many failures along the way um, and become stronger from it. Uh, and to be able to overcome things and find beautiful things on the other side of that. Uh, now, obviously, we didn't get the, the final win, uh, but sometimes, uh, you know, that's, that's true in sport and also in life, uh, that you don't always get what you want. Thank you to the Rolling Stones also. Right. I was going to say, it's brought to you by Coach Paul and the Rolling Stones. 
yeah that's actually a really good that's a really good uh mental health tip is that you know if you're if you're ever doubted you should really kind of believe in yourself and that's exactly what happened it's it's a the i mean we could have just probably quoted spo talking about you know not just the heat but the panthers and the heat were almost mirror images in this in in the playoff yeah eight seeds literally they beat the number one seed in the first round they beat a boston fourth seed they beat Boston. Well, they beat uh, the Panthers. Beat Boston, number one seed. The Heat beat Milwaukee, number one seed. The Heat beat the Knicks, Boston who were the, the fourth seed. And the Heat beat the uh, Heat beat Boston. The Panthers beat Toronto, who were who were the fourth seed, I believe, or the third seed. And then the Panthers beat the number two seed Carolina, and the Heat beat the number two seed Boston. They basically right. went through the yeah. Eastern Conference identical underdogs in every series. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then they ran into the number one seed in the Western the Conference. That that was that was just they were, they were on a bender, and they got rolled. the The Heat got rolled by the best player in the league, who, who was who we didn't get to talk about. But, yeah. But, they, but through they it all, they that. kept going. They kept playing they kept their going. game. They, kept they, playing. They, they achieved it against all odds. You know what they, they, right. they were always saying? They have 3% chance of making it. 1% chance of making it. That's right. Zero chance of making it. That's and right. they, they, they made it. That's right. And the Panthers, same. They, they doubted the whole way. Uh, the Panthers were ridiculously injured. It was one of the dice rolls which we didn't get to talk about. Jokic was one of the dice rolls we didn't get to talk about. And... You know, nobody believed, and that—that's—that's the—the tip is that you know you may not, people may not believe in you. You may be the underdog, but if you believe in yourself, you can you can make it. And you know, maybe you'll fail, maybe you will. Pick yourself back up, and you try it again. Keep it going. Try it again. Keep it going. That's right. Can't always get what you want. All right. But if you try, you get what you need. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Everybody, remember like, follow, subscribe, and leave written reviews because those are really the most important thing. Let us know what you think. Uh, and share. Like, dislike, and share. And share. So we post, share, do what you want. Um, and yeah, if you think somebody needs to hear some segment, just tell them. I think you should listen to this. Just like that. Very subtle. Um, yeah. And everybody out there, every dad's out there, every single mom's out there happy father's day happy father's day bye the previous podcast represented the individual opinions of dr dimitri bick dr stefan de graf and the guests it should not have been taken as medical advice or an establishment of standard of care no guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions